with the insight on our country's biggest game. AFL Insider, Glenn Jakovic. Well, Jacko, you are the insider, so we need answers. We started to hear last week that everyone wants out of Frio. Then we see the back page of the paper yesterday that it's a horrid culture. And then people like Belly step back and go, oh, no, it wasn't me who said that. What really is going on there? Yeah, it's been a it's been a, a volcanic season for them, and it's really erupting right now. Where uh, I guess on the back of Nat Five's comments that um, he basically put the club on notice, which we spoke about mm-hmm. on Friday, that he needs to assess to see where the club's at in twelve months' time. If there's a winning culture here, then he'll stay or he'll look at his uh, free agency option. Um, then you hear obviously Peter Bell's comments. Uh, he retracted them yesterday, but he's called it a. Um, a horrid environment, but he, he made it in a different content saying that uh, young players going back to Peel Thunder um, mm. being a, you know, a, a tough year that it's been. So then Steve Harris, uh, you know, makes the announcement yesterday, but it was a pre-planned announcement. Peter Sumich left, uh, you know, the week before. Jeez, I mean, I, I've got to ask a question, and in today's paper, you've got um, David Mundy saying, well, this is the, he hasn't got a problem with players wanting to opt out and move. This is the business nature of AFL football. He's trying to explain that as the captain, as the leader of the football club, back to the fans. I can't buy that. I honestly think that uh, the PR manager down there or the media officer needs to sit down the whole player group and say, listen, we need to be on on the one comment here or the one boat sailing in this direction because everyone's jumping out Mm. and it's just not healthy. There's a lot of disgruntled members and supporters. This time last year, they're getting ready for two home finals. They're on top of the ladder and in 12 months' time, they've just fallen away at the seams dramatically. And, and you know, Ross says that, uh, you know, they're a strong club, we're a big club, we've got 50,000 members, we've got a strong board, but it's just not showing. I can't buy it. Yesterday, I saw three players that played really good football yesterday that actually tried. Name the four. Lockie Neal, yep. uh, Hill, Stephen Hill, Matthew Pavlich. Um, right. You're always going to get that. And maybe one or two others. But there was a lot of confused players out there, confused where their positioning is. Um, it, it just, you know, the 72-point loss was disastrous uh, again uh, yesterday. They need more strength on the field too. I mean, this whole thing about no players leadership. coming out. I mean, could you imagine if you went and talked out a turn at Hawthorne? I can't believe I'm using Hawthorne, but they are the prime example Ooh. of a group staying together. Um, you imagine talking out a turn. How quickly would you get a phone call or a knock on the door from Hodgie? He's not the bloke you want to disappoint. And you need some people well, like that. Well, it's player-driven. You can't always depend on the coach. It's no, player-driven, right. and I don't see some leadership in that player group right now. It's just falling away at the seams dramatically, and it's really poor. Uh, just another one uh, they mentioned on uh, uh, Channel 7 about Peter Sumich. It's, it's just poor journalism saying that he's confirmed going to West Coast on the 1st of November. That's the furthest thing from the truth, and I know that because I've spoken to Peter Sumich, OK? Um, he's got uh, some options that he's looking at. He's having a break, um, and I can tell you now, he actually met with Don Pike on um, on Saturday. Adelaide coach. Uh, Adelaide coach. So he's exercising all his options. He's left Freo. He's given great service there. Yep. Uh, he's been in the system for 15 years. He's completed his level four coaching. He's ho- highly sought after individual and highly skilled is Peter Sumich. Good person, yeah. Thanks Good to one, Volkswagen. Amarok Tough comes from within. We're getting your top three from the weekend. I'm assuming Nick Nat's goal will be in there as well. It's Glenn Jakovic. Oh, I've had a good time listening to Glenn yeah. Jakovic here prepare. <laughs> Here's crazy. three things he learned from the weekend. Yes. Your top three. Um, we've held you back. Time yeah. to talk about Nick Nat. Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, 
Nick Nat Nui. Oh, Cometh really? the moment, cometh the man. Oh, well, there you go. You've got it. You've got I got it. You've I've been practicing that. that for seven minutes. You <laughs> said, come the man, come the moment. Oh, off yeah, yeah. No, sure. <laughs> well, don't do that. A time comes and a guy does something. I tell you, he has that little bit of uh, aura about oh. him. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Eagles, well done. I mean, they've been criticised heavily a lot during the course of the year. What a way to answer it. Bang, whacked the rest of the competition. GWS at Spotless. They got Hawthorne this week and then Adelaide away. And they're the games you want. The dress rehearsal, if you're going to have any impact in finals, this is the type of game away from your, um, I guess, domain and uh, in, in your backyard. And they played really well. It was a collective uh, group performance. Nick Nat, well, just there come, and I noticed mm. a little sign of GWS because the space where the ball got knocked Should've into. lose with eight seconds eight left. Seconds to go, you just got to get numbers in the most dangerous spot. That's a sign that GWS fatigued under extreme pressure. That's a sign to me saying they may just struggle to win the big one this year because they should have executed really well there. They forgot to communicate. Nick Nat taps it to himself virtually, picks it up. It was like a high school run, how he was able to get through there, pick the ball up, left foot snap. Who did he struggle off? Who was it? It was like Dylan Sheila. Yeah, yeah, I've got him in my dream team. That's probably his problem. <laughs> Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, <laughs> Nick Nat. He's in that top three. You know, the second thing I learned, Luke Shue is now elevated himself as an elite midfielder of the competition, certainly in all Australian contention. He was best on ground. Two goals. He had 12 scoring involvement. Wow. And he set this, uh, the scene. There's so much criticism about that um, midfield. Uh, now he's certainly stepped Ooh, up. Sounds like he's got your vote for All-Australian. Mm. Nice I'm going to be pushing him up there. Don't you worry about that. And the third, third thing buddy. I learned is the Crows can win the flag. They yep. have kicked 70 goals in three games by G. They scary. are scary with uh, that, that forward line. Um, they, Josh Jenkins kicked six. Now he's going to get fined by the AFL. He owes the AFL $150. For what? what? That sixth ball. The sixth goal he kicked, he kicked it out of the stadium. It's on the roof. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got yeah. to go up there and get it. That's he a brand new Sharon, yeah. and that's uh, deliberate. He should get Eagle. fined. He Friday should get night. fined one hundred and fifty dollars for that. <laughs> brand it. new Sharon. He owns right. the AFL. And Adelaide playing West Coast to end the season at home. Uh, thanks to Volkswagen. Amarok Tough comes from within. Thanks, Jacko. We're catching you again on Friday. I'm at the moment. Going for Jacko. Using traffic next.